and 17. I'm going to preach tonight on the subject, the ministry of Jeremiah or last day's ministry, last day's ministry. I believe we're living in the days of the return of Christ. For many years, we've seen things taking place in our nation that get our attention as far as prophecy is concerned. But in the last couple of three years, we've seen many things, not just in our nation, but in our world that gets our attention. And so I preach this morning, uh, this evening, uh, on this subject. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, such love, such amazing love. Love And I thank you, Lord, for your patience and your long-suffering uh, toward us. Lord, I pray, I pray that your people in our nation, and those that are away from you, they would come back to you tonight. Oh, how we need a spiritual awakening in our nation. I ask, Lord, that you bless the preaching of your word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I was very moved this week by the study, uh, the preparation, and the teaching of this morning's Sunday school lesson. Uh, probably 20% of our church heard the lesson uh, in our A Sunday school and with many folks working in uh, the bus ministry and in other Sunday school classes, uh, not everyone heard the lesson. And you didn't have to hear the lesson to understand the message tonight. If you did, uh, it will add to the message uh, this evening. As I studied and I taught the lesson this morning, I felt as though I was actually living what was going on in the lesson. I felt like what I was teaching in the book of Jeremiah is going on in our country tonight. I, I uh, uh, like never before... I believe that we're living in the days of either revival or judgment. I believe those days are close. Now, I live a positive life. I live a positive life on purpose. I live a positive life because I'm on the winning side. Without a doubt, I am. I can't be defeated. And he says, he was in the midst of these verses, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope of the Lord is. And I have that marked with a red pen. I have it underlined with a yellow highlighter. And I am a blessed man. I'm a happy man. I'm on my way to heaven. And I'm not just going to enjoy heaven. I'm enjoying the journey. I, uh, I, I, I preach positive. I am excited about being positive. I don't, I don't like negativity. I don't like imagination. I don't like exaggeration of wrong. And uh, I, I try to avoid it. I don't let the propaganda of the media uh, control my mind and my thinking and my behavior. I'm not going to give up. not going to give up till the trumpet sounds. I want to do a work for God until the final day, until I go to heaven, or till the trumpet of God sounds. And yet, I want to be a realist. I want to be honest as I look at the Word of God and I compare what's going on in our nation and what's happened in other nations as recorded in the Bible. When any nation turned its back on God, they lost their blessings. Uh, when any nation turned its back on God, they lost their uh, protection. Uh, God no longer protected them. It's an amazing thing. You can take a nation that's weak in military, uh, a nation that's weak in its economy. If it will worship God, if it will praise God, God will prosper uh, those people. He will. 
He has and He does. But we live in a nation that some 60 years ago basically kicked God out of our schools. And uh, they began to teach this myth of separation of church and state. And uh, they've taught it as it is a truth and uh, supported by the Constitution of the United States. Only folks who have no idea of American history would believe that. And it is a belief in ignorance, total ignorance. Anybody that believes that our Constitution was written uh, to separate church and state. I understand they have different responsibilities and they are different as far as God designed the home, uh, the government uh, and the church. There's no way you can separate the two unless you do so uh, with ignorance. I think I've said that once already. Uh, they kick God out of our schools and yet uh, while you can't use his name in a positive manner, uh, in witnessing, uh, coaches can use his name in vain uh, on the sidelines, and players can use his name in vain uh, on uh, the playing field. Uh, they've taken prayer and the, and, and the Bible out of schools. They teach evolution in the place of creation, uh, which is a lie. Uh, this world is not here by explosion, it's here by purpose. It's here by intelligent design, and that intelligence was our God. It's not a mysterious person, it is the God of heaven. They've taken the Ten Commandments away from the public eye, and they have taught us that we're a nation uh, that believes in religious freedom. I understand those statements, but America was not founded for the propagation of all religion. It was founded for the propagation of the truth of Christianity. And that's why they came to our shores to worship God. They've allowed the Constitution of the United States to be changed into an imaginary evolutionary document. Uh, the word law means fixed, and it can't be evolutionary and law. It either is fixed or it's changing. And I believe the Constitution highly influenced uh, by both uh, the Bible and uh, Christians. Uh, I believe it to be a fixed, not evolutionary, not changing uh, to fit the desires of a generation or a society but it is a law that is fixed and our form of government is designed for only a moral people. Uh, when you divorce the people from God, this form of government cannot exist. It is said today that gross immorality is being promoted. Uh, it's being laughed about. It's used to entertain Americans. How sad it is that Christians can entertain themselves by hearing God's name uh, proclaimed in vain. Uh, and immorality is some kind of, yes, I'm preaching tonight. And Christians can watch uh, uh, the filth of television and think it's funny uh, that a man and woman living together or folks living in, in a homosexuality is any kind of fun and entertainment. Uh, that, my friend, is an abomination uh, in the sight of God. The promotion not only of the homosexuality, but the most gross of things imaginable right out of the days of Noah. Now, I believe we, the church, have a ministry until Jesus comes. I believe we do. I do not believe uh, the church, I do not believe freedom is required for the church to exist. Uh, it has been proven uh, in the book of Acts the church can have not only survival but revival and can thrive even without freedom. However, America cannot exist 
without faith in God. Can't do it. It can't do it. And so I believe the church has a ministry until Jesus comes. As I look at the current condition of America and how we have followed this puppy dog religion all of these years, a puppy dog just follows you everywhere you go. And uh, we have a, a religion today that follows the world. And as the world gets worse, uh, uh, the religion follows it. And the church tonight is where the world used to be. And the things that we're preaching against is the behavior I'm preaching tonight. Uh, uh, is the behavior in the local church that we used to preach against. Not in the church, uh, but in the world. I don't know what America will look like in another 25 years. It could be that Bible preaching would be censored. Uh, even though Hollywood has no filter, it has no uh, censorship, even though the homosexual crowd uh, can have the San Francisco uh, gay men's choir uh, to sing a song saying, we'll convert your children, uh, there's already a work to censor uh, the Bible preaching church. It may be that we would face persecution as preachers and even as Christians. And I fear tonight that America is much like Israel was in the days of Jeremiah. And I fear that America continues to shrink in power and influence and will soon vanish as a superpower of the world unless it would come to its senses and follow Jeremiah 3, verse number 22, where Jeremiah declared, Return, ye backsliding, backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. That's what I pray for. That's what I work for. That's what I preach every night of the world for, that God's people would return to faith in God. Now, giving you a bit of a reminder of the ministry of Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah prophesied and preached to what was left of Israel after it was destroyed by the Assyrians in 721. The, the southern two tribes, Judah, were all that remained of the promised land. Jeremiah was a weeping prophet to a wayward people. The nation of Judah had become angry, not at the sinfulness, not at the wickedness. They became angry at Jeremiah for pointing out their sin and pointing out their idolatry that replaced their faith in God. And Jeremiah preached to a people of idolatry and to a people that were living in gross wickedness. He gave them God's word. They hated it. But he gave it to them anyway. What America needs tonight is preachers that'll preach the Bible, not figure out what the people want to hear and tell them what they want to hear. They can find out and hear what they, they can stay home and hear what they want to hear. We must preach the word of God. In that day, false prophets came on the scene and their job, it seemed, was to mock and make fun of Jeremiah and the great crowds of people that followed them and they would laugh at Jeremiah. Give me just a couple of minutes to give you an idea of the outline of Jeremiah. In chapter 1, we see his call and commission. In chapter 2, he begins preaching, and he preaches through chapter 33. Verse, or chapters 2 through 6, he preach on, preaches on the sins of the nation. He names them. He names idolatry. Hey, 
hey, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. We're going to go home in a little while. You can think about whatever you want to think about right now. Listen to the preaching of the word of God. He preached against the sin and he called it by name. Chapter 7 through 12 were the temple messages. Chapters 11 through 13 was the broken covenant. Chapters 14, 15, and 16 was him telling them Babylon's going to come and invade this nation and destroy it. Now, folks, I think we all can realize tonight America's power is decreasing the more we are in debt to the communist nation of China. We see that everywhere. I mean their, their influence, their buying of property, their buying of businesses, their buying of farms uh, uh, in uh, America, in the homeland. You say, how can we stop it? You can't stop it when God empowers it. You say, well, we need new politicians. No, we need Christians be in their place when it's time for church on Sunday morning. We need Christians in their place when it comes Wednesday night prayer meeting. We need Christians in their place when the sun's coming up in the morning and God's people realizing it's the God of heaven that blesses the land. It's the God of heaven that protects the people. We need tomorrow morning to have as much concern for our nation as we do this evening that we would go to God in prayer believing that's what America is in need of tonight. Chapters 20 through 24 are messages to leaders specifically. And boy, did he ever preach to the preachers in those days. Chapters 18 and 19 was the Potter's House sermons that are most uh, popular and well-known of Jeremiah's preaching. Uh, uh, chapters 30 through 33 are chapters of hope. Now he said after uh, the 70 year of captivity, the nation of Israel is going to come back. Uh, you understand that Israel has an everlasting covenant and that is all the way through to the end the church has not replaced the nation of Israel. Now the church is important and can learn much from the nation of Israel but it hasn't replaced the nation of Israel. When you come to chapters 34 to 39 you have Jeremiah's ministry during the fall of Jerusalem. He speaks directly to the kings and then he speaks directly to the various nations around the nation of Israel. One of the things he tells them, he tells Babylon, don't be too proud that you've destroyed the nation of Israel. You're not great because of who you are. You're great because God used you. He used you to discipline the nation of Israel, but you're under the control of an almighty God and you'll go back to being to who you were before and you have power only because God used you to discipline his people. Now Jeremiah preached to a hardened people. He preached to those that judgment came even though they, they, they wouldn't listen and he told them judgment was coming. And, uh, and I, I relate to how he feels as I talk to people every week. Do you know for sure that you're going to heaven when you die? Oh yes, I'm a Christian. Where do you go to church? Well, I don't have time to go to church. Don't have time to go to church. We understand tonight. And, and I have folks say, uh, well, I can still worship God and not go to church. You can, but you can't be an obedient Christian. Because the Bible says we're to assemble together. That's what the book says. And we're supposed to serve him by fulfilling the great commission as a local church. There's more to being a Christian than listening to quartet music. 
There's more to being a Christian than going to a Christian concert. I'm not against the good music, but I'm, I want us to understand tonight, if America's going to have a revival, God's people are going to have to be serious, not just about going to church, but about serving God and being a witness to others. They wanted to hear the false prophets. They wanted to hear the prophet of peace, the prophet of fun, the prophet of laughter, the prophet of lust, and the prophet of self. They wanted to hear those prophets, but they didn't want to hear old Jeremiah, a preacher of yesteryear, penned these words. He said, our modern age is a pushover for the shallow and the shortcut. And we live in a day that we want to change everything except the wicked human heart. Men are changing the Bible to fit them, changing the church to fit them. They said to Billy Sunday, you rub the fur on the cat the wrong way. Billy Sunday said, tell the cat to turn around. Now what sin did they commit? Go to chapter 2 and verse number 13. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse number 13. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse number 13. There are two things here for my people have committed two evils. He didn't say mistakes. He said evils. First of all, they've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. I'll say it again. He is the giver of life. He's a giver of life of all things, not just eternal life. He's a giver of life to the flower of the field. He's a giver of life to the fruit. He's a giver of life to the vegetable. He's a giver of life uh, to the cattle. He's a giver of life to the business. God is the giver of life. Our faith is to be in him. But the Bible says they have forsaken me the fountain of living waters. These Christians across this country, they spent God, God's tithes this week, stole them. They stole them. Stole God's tithes. Worked a job. God gave them strength. God gave them wisdom. God gave them ability. They worked a job and they used God's tithes to have fun. Forsaken. Malachi said, you've robbed God. He said, where have we robbed these? He said, in tithes and offerings. You said, that's the Old Testament. Uh, that was Jesus' favorite book to preach out of. Don't tell me about the Old Testament, uh, that it doesn't matter anymore. They've forsaken the fountain uh, of living uh, waters. They've forsaken God. Then notice what he says. And hewed them out cisterns. Now, cistern is a container for water and transfer and holding water and hewed them out cisterns but notice what he says broken cisterns that can hold no water that's what our nation is doing today football stadiums are filled to capacity you can have fun at the football game but you can't get any peace there you, you, you can have fun in the football game, and I'm not against football, and there's nothing in the Bible against playing sports. Paul uh, used sports as illustrations for serving God. But, dear friend, I want to tell you something. There are folks that have replaced the worship of God. They've replaced the service of God, and they give of their time, and they give of their efforts to cheer on their team. I want to tell you they're nothing but broken cisterns. They won't give you any peace. They won't give you any joy. They won't give you any satisfaction at all. Government is a broken cistern. Not interested in conservative movement. I'm interested in a revival of a call to America back to faith in God. 
conservative government is a broken cistern. The programs of the government are broken cisterns and they're breaking America. Bernie Sanders said this week, three and a half trillion dollars is not a big enough social spending. He said, we need at least six trillion. You can't spend your way out of debt. Uh, you work your way out of debt. Uh, you save and you obey Bible principle. How foolish and how sad it is that the fools, those that have rejected God are in control of what's going on in Congress. Government education is a broken cistern. Borrowed money is a broken cistern. I want to say tonight as simple and plain as I can say it, God is not a answer. He's the only answer. Returning to the God of heaven, the God that designed man, the God that designed man and woman, the God that designed marriage, the God that designed government, and the God that designed the church, he's the one that we need to turn to. Now the ministry of Jeremiah was this. He was told from birth and his calling that he would live alone. There's a difference, as I said in Sunday school, there's a difference in being alone and lonely. Jeremiah would not have a family. He would not have a wife and children. He would not have a city or a town to enjoy. His portion would be the God of heaven. He would not participate in joyful occasions. In fact, those would come to an end in Israel. And I feel much like Jeremiah tonight. I often feel alone. I feel alone when it comes to being a patriotic American. It's sad. There was a day you let a flag be carried down the street and everybody stood in respect. Walked into a building, folks took their hats off. When the flag was raised, there was, there was honor and respect and decency. Now they want to put on television for the whole world to see a bunch of spoiled rats that get uh, brats. I didn't mean to say rats. I meant to say brats. I left the B off of it. Brat rats, rat brats. Pay them millions of dollars to play some kind of a sport. And they say they're protesting. They're not making America any better. They're anti-American. That's what they are. And they're anti-God. This nation of ours has become... Pagan. I feel lonely in this world. The television is perverted. The internet is after the mind. The educational system is pagan, anti-God, and perverted. Our military endorses and teaches the critical race theory. Our, our military has become a place for the transgender movement and perversion, and that's not what our military was founded on and for. I thank God tonight for the church. This is my family. You're my people. This is my home. And blessed, the Bible said, is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Jeremiah was called to live a life of alone, but not a life of loneliness. That time apart from the world, he did not feel sorry for himself. He came in close fellowship with God. And God was his portion. I want you to take your Bibles and go to Titus chapter 2 quickly. i got a lot of preaching to do and I'm just about out of time. Titus chapter 2. I want you to notice what the Bible says in verse number 11. I feel a lot like Jeremiah who was uh, alone. 
uh, we sing the song and I, I, I understand it. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Especially uh, what America has become today. How sad it is. I, I, I mean, just, just how sad it is. And, and it makes you feel alone. The Bible says in Titus chapter 2, verse number 11, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all man, uh, men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. You're not going to be accepted by this world. Quit trying. You, you can't impress the world. You're not going to impress the world. You can do what Peter did and curse like they curse. You're not going to impress the world. You're not going to impress the world by smoking their cigarettes and drinking their alcohol and using their... You're not going to impress the world. We're supposed to be different. We're called to be different in this present world. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope. Hey, friend... If you're not spending time looking for the blessed hope, you're not serving alone. You're serving in loneliness. God doesn't intend for his people to be lonely while I may serve alone and not be a part and not feel welcome in this whole world. I want to tell you something. I have a world that I'm welcome in and I have a title deed to a mansion in heaven. I look forward to the blessed hope of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God the local church provides comfort. Thank God the local church provides peace and stability in a world that's lost its mind chasing sin and wickedness. Thank God for the church. Thank God we can add to the church. Thank God for those that we can win to Christ. By the way, we're not interested in swelling the church. We want to see the church grow by folks coming to know Christ as Savior. A mother came to church this morning with two little girls. I talked to her after the service. She said, this world's gone crazy. She said, I'm afraid for my girls. I said, isn't it good to have a church? You can go to a church that preaches the Bible of a God that's in control. And we can live a life that's pleasing to God and that is blessed of God. Folks, there are people out there tonight, their hearts are filled with fear as they put their children to bed tonight and they think there is no hope and there is no help. That's why 164 visitors responded to the some 10,000 invitations that were given. There are folks that are looking for hope and Christ is the hope. There are folks that are looking for the answer and Christ is the answer. Amen. Jeremiah preached to many that wouldn't listen. But we can't let those that will not listen keep us from preaching at all. Because we witnessed to many folks that rejected the gospel doesn't mean I shouldn't give the gospel to folks this week because there are folks that will receive the gospel. Tuesday night in New Jersey, a man came to church. He came at the invitation of a friend. He was not a church goer, but he said the world's in such a mess. He said, I, 
I thought I'd just come and see what church was about. He found church was about a God that's in control. He found that church was about a God that gives eternal life and a God that gives us a way to live even in this whole wicked world that God can bless and give joy and gladness and happiness. And after the service, the preacher and I had the privilege to lead him to Christ and how he, and, and how he joyfully received Christ as his Savior. Take your Bibles and go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. These are words that Paul wrote to, to Timothy in this second letter. And certainly they apply today when he says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead in his appearing. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine for the time will come. Folks, the time is here. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables, stories. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. May I say tonight as Jeremiah said to Israel, judgment is coming. I say to the world tonight, judgment's coming to this nation and to our world. Young people, be careful to think that you have many years to live and enjoy before anything like that needs to be thought of. Oh no, you need to give your life to God tonight. Peter said they've been mocking and they will mock until the last day. They mocked as they did when Noah preached righteousness. But the day came that the rain began to descend and the door in the ark closed. Friend, it was too late. If I could scare you tonight, I'd scare you. If I could make you nervous. And I had a fellow the other day who said, I don't understand why preachers try to make folks nervous. I said, you ever watch the news? He said, I do. I said, well, then there's no need to have this discussion. They make you nervous about propaganda. I hope I can make folks nervous and scared about living right. We ought to live right. God wants to bless us. The devil's a liar. The devil's a deceiver. Young people, the devil is a liar. He makes you think that you can have something for nothing and you can have the wealth and the goodness of the world for nothing and they can just print money and give it away. It's not true. This nation is going to crumble and that day is soon to come. And the Bible tells us these days are upon us. Now Isaiah said the day of redemption is coming. And I say to the church tonight, I'm glad we can serve God in joy and gladness because our blessed hope is soon to return. Take your Bibles and go to Luke 21 and I'm finished with this. Luke 21. Luke 21 and I want you to notice in verse number 25. You're watching me tonight and you've never trusted Christ as Savior. I wouldn't go to bed tonight without getting on my knees and telling God I'm a sinner and I need to be born again. I was here in this auditorium tonight and I hadn't received Christ as my Savior. I wouldn't leave this building until I'd received Christ as my personal Savior. Luke 21, 25, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth. 
President Biden, somebody told him to say that global warming is the number one threat to our existence. Meteorologists are seeing things they've never seen before. Did you hear what I just read? And there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth. They are seeing things they've never seen before. They're seeing weather patterns. They're seeing volcanoes. They're seeing, they're seeing all these things happen like they've never seen before. And Jesus said this was going to happen. Then the Bible says distress of nations with perplexity. Multiplied thousands of people trying to get in America tonight or coming into America. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to come to pass and Look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Stand with me tonight. I want to say as we go tonight, let, let, let's keep winning people to Christ this week. Let, let's, let's keep winning people to Christ. One day the last person to be saved is going to trust Christ and Trump is going to sound. Let's win people to Christ this week. Hey, folks, let's continue to rear our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It's a tough thing. It's difficult work to rear your children. It's work. It's repetition. Don't, don't let the Internet rear your children. God bless mothers that are working to hide the Word of God in the heart of the children. Sometimes children, they get a rotten attitude. They get that from seeing the behavior television and internet the wrong crowd let's keep ourselves unspotted from the world this week let's walk with God Heavenly Father I pray that you'd help us today and I know Lord just in reality that preachers have been preaching this message I've preached for years to come for years that have come and gone and yet soon the trumpet of God will sound we don't have time to waste. We need to walk with you. Do your will for our lives. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I wonder if there's anyone here tonight that would say, Preacher, I've never received Christ as Savior. I know I need to be saved. Would you pray for me? Would you raise your hand tonight? Is there anyone like that? I don't ask this often, but I'm asking tonight. If you've never received Christ, you know you need to receive Christ. Ask you Christians a question. Do you believe we're living in the days of Christ's return? Is there not confusion like we've never seen before? In our world, let's be serious about this matter of serving God. Heavenly Father, I pray that decisions that should be made, they would be made tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As he sings on the invitation song, the altar is open.
Sports are fun.